I'm Danita, and I'm here to question the other side of life with you, to show how exploring the shadow can be painful, but also sexy. We ask our listeners to unravel parts of themselves they try to hide, and this can be scary, and also bring moments of revelation and elation. In the next 15 to 20 minutes, we are going to question and move through fear and some avant-garde ideas that might make you feel rage, grief, sadness, and also joy. I'm going to share insights and personal experiences about how I've been embracing the dark so I can live in my light. Welcome to the other side. Hey, Jen. Hi, Danita. This is a tough one today. This is a big one. Manipulation. I know. It, it's even hard for me to say the word sometimes because it just is like, <clears throat> ah. Ugh. I know. It's yucky. Ugh. No one. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, there's such a negative connotation with it. I say it and I think, yeah, I've, I've done it. I've manipulated things to my advantage for sure. And it doesn't make me feel good. I mean, I think we all have. I mean, isn't it some sort of like self-preservation? Is it a tactic for people to use if, I mean, if you're using it in a healthy way, is there ever a healthy way to use manipulation? I think when it's truly manipulation, you know that you're doing something that is to your benefit. Yeah. So let's say it's to someone else's detriment, I suppose. I think there are to someone else's detriment. And when you're conscious of it, that's when I think manipulation really becomes a challenge. It's the subconscious manipulation that I think is really what, you know, we're going to talk about today a little bit is the subconscious manipulation that you don't even know that you're doing and that you're not aware of. When you start to acknowledge that this is happening, then you can see patterns of your own behavior, but then also patterns of behavior in the people around you. And then you can say, okay. And that was something that I did when I was, I was probably around 25 or 26. I was starting to really take a look at myself and how I was acting in my relationships. I went through like a crazy breakup. I was chatting with my cousin and I think it was Christmas time or something. We were drinking hot chocolates, maybe, maybe hot toddies and hot toddies. I said to her, like, I think I have like manipulated people and I think I'm really good at it. And it was the first time that I said it out loud and I was, you know, ashamed and embarrassed that I was capable of this. Once I started to go down that rabbit hole, which I always talk about the rabbit hole, but once I started to really explore what that meant for me, I could see where it was coming from and why I had this almost need or desire to manipulate to my benefit because I really just truly wanted to be accepted and to be valued and to prove my worth and all this kind of stuff. And then that started to shift how I saw manipulation, truly. I was able to say like, okay, I'm looking to manipulate the situation. Okay, what can I do instead? You know, and so then you started to see where you were triggered and, and going forward, you could start to really see how it was impacting your life. But today, what I really wanted to chat about was actually when you are the manipulatee, I guess, when you've been manipulated, especially during your primal years, but then even just throughout the course of your lifetime, what does that mean? What does that mean for you? Like, how do you show up in relationships and how are you intimate in relationships when you've been manipulated? And you're on guard. You never know to what to believe. You, Yeah, like talk about trust and you just don't know. I think an obvious one is like you just have difficulty trusting people. 
in an intimate relationship, you have this fear that your partner is going to manipulate you or deceive you. And never intend to. And so you're always just like withholding your trust and you're constantly kind of like questioning and doubting your partner's intention. You just don't know. And then this causes a strain on the relationship because you're constantly questioning and doubting them. That partner may have never manipulated you in their life and never intend to. And so it it creates this barrier to emotional intimacy. So that's something to look at yourself. Like, do you have a hard time trusting people? Another one, it's kind of a paradox to the trust. It's that you have controlling behavior. Because you have been manipulated and you don't want that to happen again. So you want a sense of control. Is that what you mean? Yes. You want to have a sense of control, of power, so that you can protect yourself from being manipulated again. It's that self-preservation that we talk about often. You don't want to be manipulated. So you want to control and have the power. And then you yourself might engage in manipulative tactics to try to maintain this sense of control. So then you're in there, you're guilt tripping, you're demanding excessive reassurances, and you're like, have all these rules and boundaries that they must follow. And you're trying to control it and have power because you don't want to be manipulated. But then in turn, you're the manipulator. This is terrible. No one wants. And the thing is, it's like the person that was manipulated knows how bad that feels to then have to flip to either not even realizing that they're manipulator. You know, and that's a big one to to realize that when you've taken on that role, so you were being manipulated, but now that you're the manipulator, okay, wow, that's what I'm doing now. And to acknowledge it. Are there certain signs or like straightforward, like, is it difficult? Is it like a cut and dry situation when you know you're manipulating someone or have been manipulated? Is it so easy? I mean, I guess you could look at it. And like I said, you could look at it and say, like, do I often try to guilt trip my partner? Am I constantly looking for like reassurance from them? Do I need them to to be telling me all of the time where they are, what they're doing, what what's going on? It's almost like a hypervigilance. So when you notice yourself being hypervigilant, you're like on guard. You're looking to always try and find the manipulation and control in your partner's behavior. If you were to turn that towards yourself, is that how your behavior is? And if you notice the same behavior that your partner is doing to you, what response? Stand up and say, I notice that you are manipulating me right now by these behaviors. Definitely. You can come at it from a a lot of different ways. You can say, I'm feeling this behavior that I'm seeing. You want to make it about yourself, right? Not about your partner. It's like, this behavior is making me feel this. I'm feeling taken advantage of. I'm feeling like I have to be hypervigilant and on guard right now because I can't trust and I'm constantly looking for agendas and ulterior motives. But truly, if you have a wound, a core wound connected to manipulation, your partner might not actually be doing these things, right? You might say these things to your partner, like, I feel like this when this happens. And then that gives your partner the the chance to respond and say like, hey, that's not at all what's going on here. Or it might be like, yeah, this is actually what's going on. Not every single time that you think your partner is manipulating you, are they manipulating you? But then also every time that your partner says no, like it's, it's up to you to say, do I trust them or do I not? That manipulation wound could be a barrier to your emotional intimacy and connection with your partner because you're not allowing yourself to even trust what your partner is saying. Yes. And trust, as we talked about many times before, is so crucial 
to the relationship. So if the core wound is manipulation, then how is one to go back and remove that barrier? Well, that would be one where you're going to sit through and you're going to move through all of the times that you have felt manipulated. So you're going to travel along the nervous system and you're going to find the times in your life where you have felt that you were truly manipulated and that has resulted in this feeling of, I need to be hypervigilant. I need to protect myself. I think that people have hidden agendas and ulterior motives. Yeah. Even when they're like innocent actions and words. And you're going to go through and really move through them and feel the fear and the pain and the anger and the sadness that you felt during those experiences. And as you do that, you're going to start to trust yourself more and say like, yes, I believe that in this moment I was being manipulated and now I can recognize it. But you're not going to come at it with the reaction of everyone's manipulating me all the time. Of course. It's your perception and you just have to be aware. So once you go through each of those different moments, that allows you then to move forward and really look at the situation where if you are manipulated again, truly, you would see that for what it is. And if you're not, you would also see that for what it is. It just gives you more of a clear vision as to what is real and what isn't when it comes to manipulation, because it is sneaky. It is up to trust, right? In the end, you have to trust the person. And so it's more just being able to manage your own reactions. Yeah, that's a very good point because you wouldn't necessarily even be able to tell every time you have been manipulated or are being manipulated. Sometimes it's so subtle, right? So it goes back to what you said about the trust. The trust and then managing your own reactions. And am I coming from a place where I'm seeing something for what I truly think it is or I'm seeing something through the lens of I've been manipulated my whole life and now I think this person is manipulating me? This idea that you have to constantly be on guard when you're in that situation, you create this distance within your relationship that does not allow for intimacy. That affects like your sex life, how you show up in your performance sexually. It just really has this huge impact on your life because you're constantly undergoing these self-protective behaviors. Things like if you're constantly suspicious, think about that. Am I constantly suspicious of my partner's motives and actions? Do I have a valid reason to be? And if I do have a valid reason, maybe something happened in the past and you suspect that they're doing something in the future, have you been able to actually move through the event that happened through the past so that your current reaction is not dictated by that past experience and you're able to look at your partner now for where they are now, not where they were? This often happens in affairs, right? Like you can just go with that. Uh, yes, because it's true. It's like, did you actually move on from it? Are we both truly moved on from it? Because it will show up time and time again. And how? If you're constantly feeling suspicious and if you're monitoring them and surveilling them and like tracking their activities, this is really just you not having the trust and you're still being impacted by this wound. Exactly. And you're just waiting for manipulation and deceit to happen to you. Another one that I think happens all the time is that, and this one, this one actually makes me really sad, is that you just are constantly second guessing yourself and you overanalyze everything and your partner's words and their behaviors and you're looking for hidden meanings and you're like, you don't believe in their authenticity at all. You're just on guard. And that makes it really hard to be intimate. 
and it affects how you show up. It affects like the pleasure that you're able to have intimately because you have this emotional distance between the two of you and you're just constantly protecting yourself. You're unable to truly be vulnerable in the relationship because you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop all the time. And that's heavy. That's heavy. Yeah, because that's the kind of relationship that no one wants to be in and there's no point to it. No benefit comes from living day-to-day like that. Like day-to-day life like that is stressful. It's just really stressful. And then it makes it hard to like fully relax. Like even when you're with your partner and you're seeming to have a good time, it makes it hard to relax and even just enjoy the moment. So say you want to get intimate with your partner, but you're kind of always waiting for the the other shoe to drop or some deceit or some manipulation to walk in the back door. I mean, how intimate can you really get? And you can't enjoy yourself and you can't truly enjoy your moments with your partner. There's no way because you're just waiting. Yeah. And this deep intimacy and connection that, you know, we all want to have, or a lot of us want to have, you can't go there. So then it just goes into, and I mean, this might all be happening even subconsciously, and you might not even be aware that it's all happening. Then it also brings up this idea of self-consciousness. You might be in the bedroom and you might be doing things self-conscious of who you are, of your appearance, your performance, your desires, and you're going to start like self-censoring yourself because you're just waiting for the deceit. You're not able to trust. You're not able to be vulnerable. And so you can't really explore those new experiences that really can enhance a relationship. Oh, that's just so heavy. (laughs) It's heavy. It's deep. This one always gets me too, is this power struggle and control dynamics. If you've been manipulated and you become the manipulator, then how can you really be in the relationship together and even have like mutual consent in the bedroom because you're constantly in this power struggle and you're trying to exert control over each other? It lands you in this strange place where you and your partner are just untrusting of each other and of the relationship. I'm not going to say that it's not going to work out because this is a time. This is a perfect moment to say, hey, this is what we're doing to each other. This is what I'm doing to myself. Like I am doing this to myself. How can I start building awareness around this? How can we both go along and start creating acknowledgement of who we are and how we're actually acting towards each other, but also to ourselves? And then you can start actually having open and honest conversations, but it has to start somewhere, right? And that that starting place is with the awareness and the acknowledgement and then the desire to fully explore that, where this all comes from, and then being able to communicate that with your partner. This is a prime time to either start repairing the relationship or letting the relationship fall apart. It's deep, it's heavy, it's manipulation. It's manipulation. And thank you, Danita, for sharing It's heavy. It's deep. It's interesting to just take a look at yourself and really start connecting with who you are and seeing if you've ever been on either side of manipulation. I thank you so much for listening. Jen, the conversation was great as always. Thank you. I appreciate you all. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. It is my mission to help as many people as possible explore the other side of life to find awareness in their truth and learn to love where they are at and discover where they can go. So if you found support and guidance in any way today, I would love to hear from you. The best way is to simply share your love by leaving me a comment on whatever platform you are tuning in from. I will be reading every single one of them. 
or you can connect with me on YouTube where I share healing sound meditations. And you can always learn more about me, my services, and what it is I do at www.gypsyheart.ca. That's www.gypsyheart.ca. I can't wait to connect again soon.